Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Digital Bounce Podcast, where we talk tech. This week with me, as always, I have Kanye West, Eric Snowden, and myself, Leon Hitchens. Shout out town, what's up? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, <laughs> for, for everyone not in our Zencast, right <laughs> everyone not in our Zencaster, uh, Sunny is Kanye, uh, so. Kyle is Eric Snowden. And I'm Leon Hitchens. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> okay, sucks. so. <laughs> Sonny, Sonny is Sonny Singh, IO on Twitter, and Kyle is Kyle by Design. Uh, before we start, I just <laughs> want to plug a few things. Kyle by Design? Yeah. No. It, it's designed, designed by Kyle. By, designed by Kyle. I even changed it for you. Okay. Um, so before <laughs> we start, a few things. If you guys could leave us rating six stars on iTunes, it really helps us out. Also, if you want to read anything that I write or that Kyle possibly writes, if you jump over to digitalbounds.com. You can uh, read all that, see what's going on, see what else that I'm writing about that we're not talking about the podcast. If you want to do some developer stuff, ninjality.com. And then if you just want just gadgets, we just launched something on Medium. It's called Gadget Smart. And I'll link that in the show notes below. Uh, besides that, uh, you guys ready to start on the topics? Nope. So the first topic <laughs> is the tick watch on Kickstarter. Hold on. I don't have the article pulled up. I lost it. Okay, here we go. Uh, the tick watch, it's a new Kickstarter campaign. They just launched the tick watch S and E. The S stands for sport. The E stands for express. The express one is the cheaper, I guess you could say the lesser quality one, while the sports one is the more expensive and supposed to be the more premium version. I personally like the express one. So the Tick Watch is a Chinese company. It's Movi, I believe. They make watches. Um, their first watch was decent, but it ran a forked version of Android. It had the Movi, uh, Movi uh, voice assistant on there. And overall, most of the owners just gave them feedback that they wanted Android Wear and they wanted um, just better watches in general. Uh, Tick Watch understood all this, took the feedback, and listened to the actual owners of the watch. And they launched the S and the E on Kickstarter. It has Android Wear. It's 119 for the starting price on Kickstarter. And then it's got heart rate sensors. It's just overall it's a really good Android Wear watch and if you act fast, I believe you can get it still for $119 on Kickstarter. Uh Sunny, I know you're a you like your Moto 360, but what do you think about this watch? I think if I didn't have an Android Wear watch right now, I'd probably get the Tick Watch. Because I really liked um, my Pebble, had like the classic Pebble. Um, I think this lasts like, what, three days of battery, right? It says 48 hours. Oh, okay. So two days of battery. Um, but like, I just like the price of this. If As long as it like works, it doesn't lag or anything, I think it's like a really good deal. And I like I like a circular watch faces. Yes, my big thing here is it's circular. It's got a longer battery life than most other Android Wear watches, and overall, it looks like a fairly 
beautiful like watch it looks like an actual watch like you wouldn't like notice at a glance that oh it's a smart watch um the sport edition from what the verge says is a little stiff because the, the gps is built in the armband so the armband's non-removable uh, and the express yeah what what about that i uh what i love switching out um the watch the watch bands there that's really annoying yes is that only I'm, is that on both versions that's in the e in the sports version it's non-removable in the e version it's um built into the body of the watch so that means you're able to actually swap out the watch bands yeah i feel like the express is just way more like appealing to me i think anyone that works in an office or in general just just wants an android wear watch to wear around the town or when they're going out the sports one you you'd really have to buy just for one purpose and one purpose only is working out because mm-hmm. otherwise I, I i would want to to change my watch based on what i'm wearing yeah that makes sense so i guess if you you know you can buy like the express and the e or the express and the sports model and then just it's like about 300 so it's like about the price of a normal android wear watch and then you could have one that's just wear around the office and outside and stuff, and then one for working out. So I think that's a pretty good idea. Yes. So the the full set, which gets you the TickWatch Sport and the TickWatch Express and the Techapods, which are just a pair of Bluetooth headphones that work with the watch, will cost $258, which is about the price of an average Android Wear watch, which is completely, like, that's not even that bad, actually. Yeah, well, uh, what do you think of this? Um, I think it looks pretty neat. Uh, I just the thing I'm worried about is that at that price point, it's gonna like perform well at first and then just kind of shit out after a while. Like I don't know. Yeah, that's what like I'm there's there for that price point, there's gonna be some fallback. Well, you gotta think they're a Chinese company, so they have all the hardware out there. All the hardware manufacturers are out there. They didn't have to like fly all over the world to like source everything they're able to do it right there the other thing is 119 dollars is the kickstarter price when it retails it's going to be 199 dollars so 200 dollars 100 dollars less than most watches 50 dollars if you if you really think about it though oh i mean in one of the gifts here he's like talking to the watch for um google assistant or google voice whatever um and so if they're doing that, it doesn't look like a lag or anything. Um, and yeah, I guess for $200, I think that's, you know, that's enough of a margin for them to make a good watch. Yes, my understanding is they're using the the same like motherboard, CPU, and all like the, all the general stuff that you find in the same Android Wear watch that you spend $300 on. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a really good watch for the price. What I wrote about on Digital Bounds really was how this Chinese company is kind of going after the Pebble fandom. So they're going back to Kickstarter for a second time. They're listening to their their fans and customers, and they're giving them a watch that they want. Like I, I want to hear what you guys think about it because I wrote the article and and in in some way I think the article made sense to me, but I'm not sure if it. If I made a hundred percent, like if I made actual sense in the article, I mean, do you ever make sense? <laughs> Sometimes. 
No, I mean, it does make sense, uh, because it's a lower end watch, which Pebble was, and then, yeah, using Kickstarter as a means of, like, promotion and, uh, initial offering is similar. So, like, it makes sense, and I feel like the company sort of has a Pebble-ish feel to it. Yes, I always wanted Pebble to do an Android Wear watch, but at the same time, I understood that they had their own version of the OS, and they, they built a community around that, and... And the Pebble industrial design was, I think, above the industry standard. I, I think the price that they charged for that watch was kind of their downfall. I think if they charged more, they would have been able to continue on with the company. I think they had such razor-thin margins that that really affected the company in the end. I think that's what they had going for them, though. Because I wanted, like... Because that was, like, pretty much the first smartwatch. And I was like, oh, $150, $100, like, that's a really good price. And I was hoping that when Android Wear watches come out, they would, you know, compete with that and be really low. Um, But then it's like, no, they're, like, $300, $400, $500. I thought that was a really insane price for a smartwatch. So I thought Pebble had an edge there. I I suppose you could see it that way. I just feel like they had enough watches in the low end that they could have released a premium watch with Android Wear or or some like forked version of their of Android Wear or something that would allow them to do that and still use like their app ecosystem. Yeah, I mean they were kind of trying to do that. That like the Pebble Steel and the Pebble Time was kind of a little bit more pricier than the classic Pebble, right? Yeah, but I I did like my Pebble because it kind of you know it gave me geek cred, I guess. Whenever I would go, someone would be like, "Oh, that's the Pebble." I'd be like, yeah, I really like the watch. But at the same time, I really like round watch faces. Yeah, I think I'm the same way as you. Like, I want my watch to look like a normal watch. Like, a lot of people don't even realize I have a smartwatch, which I think is cool. I feel like like the Moto... It, like, blends in, you know? The Moto 360 is so... Well, you have the first generation, right? No, I have the second. Oh, so the second one's thinner, so it's not as, as thick as the first generation, so... Yeah. Uh, I still feel like in the grand scheme of all of these watches like these small companies that are going to Kickstarter are going to be the ones that are going to win over time like Apple's Apple Watch is I just hate that square square uh, yeah, watch like face that. why? I don't know I just like to look a bit better well I, I think it's a distinctive look for the Apple Watch but a round watch face is just you know it's the same as a clock you you think of it as a watch and not as a an extension of your phone i want to use it just as a a timekeeper control my music and occasionally be able to read like a message but first and foremost it's going to be a watch for me i mean i do understand how some people want their watch to actually look like like a smart like futuristic device so i can i can see like Apple marketing towards those people. I don't know, but it's also like it's got a very, um, it's got a very like publish feel or look and feel to it, if that makes sense. It's kind of yeah. like a cutesy little toy almost. I know it's like I'm almost making fun of it, but I don't know. Well, I backed them. I pledged one hundred and twenty-six dollars to get the Express Edition. Um, they've raised. $1,175,778 right? yeah 
That's right. Oh, man, that was a mouthful. They have uh, 7,542 backers, 32 days to go. I don't think they'll blow past any Pebble records, but they're definitely doing really well for themselves. Um, they only had a goal of $100,000, so they, they were very modest in all of this. I, I just... I think in, in the... I think this watch is the watch to replace my Pebble. And I think a lot of people will actually do that too because the original one, it, it had terrible software, terrible voice assistant. This one will be like, a, okay, my Pebble's dead. Uh, a lot of the apps are stopping, not gonna work anymore. And a lot of the apps don't even have uh, a little I art icons now. They're like cover art's gone and a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to get an Android Wear watch, and they see this this Kickstarter, and they're like, well, I started with a Kickstarter. We might as well keep going with a Kickstarter. Well, also, I think the price is, like, really huge. A lot of people ask, like, oh, how much is that watch? Like, $300. Like, they really, like, cringe at that. But if yeah. I tell them, like, you can get an Android Wear watch for, like, about $100, they'll probably go for it. Yep. And, like, the... the Kickstarter was featured in nine to five or nine to five Google Digital Trends in Gadget, The Verge, uh, Droid Life. So everyone is covering them and everyone is is boosting their their gadget cred. And then uh, if you want to talk about Google some more, Sonny, why don't you talk about all these Pixel Two rumors? I bet you you've been keeping up. A little bit. I, mean, I just saw the design leaks, um, which have been a couple other things. The second one. Um, so you want to kind of break is, it down? Uh, yeah. So as far as the design goes, um, this is more of the finalized version of the Google Pixel and XL. I think it's just the XL um, leak, but it's basically it's a lot closer to the Galaxy S8, where it's you know a lot smaller bezels. It's going with the whole two by one um, screen ratio, so it's a taller design. Um, it's not a curved display, but I know they're doing something, they're doing like a squeezable display, which I don't know anything about. You might be able to explain that. Um, the squeezable sides are supposed to be like the HTC, what's the phone, the HTC? Man, the oh. HTC phone with the squeezable sides. What is it? Somebody's got a name. I don't remember. Name. It's on the tip of my tongue. Like, what was the uh, point of it? It's the I U11. I can't remember. What? What was the whole point of being able to squeeze it? It's the U11. Um, so, you, that's what I just said, Kyle. Gosh. Oh, I hear you. <laughs> so the whole point of squeezing the phone is, is giving you, like, it's making the whole, like, surface around the screen a button. So as these phones become, the screens become wider and wider, there's less and less real estate for the buttons to be on the sides. Like the concept is you can squeeze your phone and, and you don't have to worry about moving your hand to where the button is. So you don't have to worry about the volume rocker. You can take a photo by just squeezing it. There's some use cases, but the nice thing about a button is you're not gonna just accidentally like squeeze it because you're trying to grip your phone and press the button. Yeah, it happens in occasion, but it's not going to happen all the time. So it makes the phone just one giant button, essentially? The edges of the phone, one giant button. Right, yeah. Okay, that's, that's kind of cool, I think. Because I do no. use the volume rocker to take pictures, so that makes sense. 
it's not cool <laughs> it, i think it's just it's one of those gimmicky features that samsung would have thought of and they were like oh yeah good idea to let the intern like design the the feature and then they get it out and everyone's like why like you you have buttons on there like like i could understand if they got rid of all the buttons and then they were like look squeeze the phone and you're like oh well i guess i have to I mean, that'd be really hard, like, when your phone's in your pocket, though. But I guess it's really two buttons you have to worry about. So it could be, like, Ex the right and left side. I don't know. Exactly, though. Is if your phone's in your, in your pocket, you go to grab it, you're going to squeeze your phone, and you're going to, like, set off a, a camera, or you're going to start making a phone call, or you're going to power it off. So it's something that's going to happen. I think it's just an awkward, awkward feature. Yeah, and um, let's see, so... As far as the hardware goes, it's also kind of leaked. So it's going to be Qualcomm 835 chipset, 2.4 gigahertz with 4 gigs of RAM. Um, it's nothing like, it's yeah, just, you know, your normal stuff. Nothing crazy, yeah. Um, and it is going to have an audio jack, so I, I hope they keep that in there. Um, it's not and, as tall as the G6, though, is it? Mm, no, I don't no, think it's so. Not. I think the bezels are smaller. But it's the same screen ratio, right? No, it's slightly. It's a slightly smaller. It's a, it's a five by nine aspect ratio, where the, the regular, device is a sixteen by nine, so it's oh, not okay. as tall as an LG G six or S a Galaxy S eight, but it's close to it. Oh okay, um, which I think is fine, and. There's also, so it like, looks like they're going to, because there's like some code leaks, and they're going to have an always-on display. So they're going to have like um, Android Doe's just be always running. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Um, I feel like those always-on screens drain your battery I mean, that, a lot, even though they like say I wonder they if don't. they're just talking about the ambient display, right? Possibly, that is true. Yeah, it looks like exactly that's what that is. So that's not really anything. Like, I always turn it off, usually, but I have the... Um, What's the thing about my phone? Uh, like a pop socket? So I don't even have my phone facing up. Oh, okay, um, I'll probably not install that on my next phone. Though. Um, another important thing to note is in the hardware leaks, it says the storage is 100 gigabytes for the larger version. And for the smaller version, it's like 54 or something. So that means the 64. larger XL is going to be 128 gigabytes and the smaller pixel will be 64 gigabytes. Yeah, again, nothing special though, honestly. Well, those are like larger sizes than you normally find. I mean, that's nice, but for me, like, I just store everything at the cloud at this point, so it's just more space for apps. Or if yeah, I'm you will never have to worry about it at the same time. the The Pixel will cost six forty nine initially, and the larger one will probably be well, seven sixty nine. So we don't know anything about the pricing yet, right? Because that's just yeah, the we... pricing for the current Pixel. Yeah, but we can assume that they'll keep on the same track. Yeah, probably. Um, I just really I... like the design. I just really hope that they include a curved display, but I, I, I really like the design. I think it's a modern. Uh, Would design. you upgrade Sunny, or what do you think? Yeah, unless there's like some other phone that comes out that just like blows this out of the water, um, I will probably uh, get the Pixel too. I have a Nexus 6P right now. I never had a Google Pixel. 
Well, the essential phone would would that like make you jump over there? Um, did, did it has has a chip yet? No, right? No. Um, that's actually they missed their ship date. Like I said, they would. Um, mm-hmm. their Twitter account has been saying that they're gonna announce when they're shipping, but I think they're they're having problems shipping the phone in general and getting all the parts to it. So, I suspect. It's gonna be like a month or two before we get like an official like we can't meet our meet our ship date. Obviously, um, we're gonna push it back till this Christmas or something. Yeah, for me, like it's more of a um, brand trust. Like Google's always done a good job with Nexus and the Pixel brands, so it's you know the same thing with like Apple, like just getting an iPhone each time. So I'm probably getting the Pixel two just for that reason. Um, but I'll definitely compare to the essential phone once people get it in their hands. Cause the software is like the, the biggest thing for that. Well, I feel like if it's a pixel phone, my software on my phone is the most optimized version of Android I've ever experienced. Everything's smooth. I very rarely have app crashes. And when I do, it's normally because Google pushed out an update and messed something up like they recently did in Google music. Uh, otherwise everything works super smoothly. I, I compare it to an iPhone experience. So I, I suspect Google will put a lot of work into optimizing Android for their new pixel device. Well, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, let's see how essential does it with their phone. Yeah. Oh, oh man. I'm sorry. Um, Andy Rubin, of course he did co-found Android. I feel like he has a lot of experience optimizing and doing all that so it could get very close but i still think google has the upper hand because they have all the developers who are doing all the google apps and everything so they'll they'll have the upper hand on that uh let's see what else do we have for news let's see let's see oh so soundcloud soundcloud is running out of money um the supposed rumor is the company only has enough money to last to till q4 of this year which is less than 80 days away um it's the same thing pandora is taking on water they say that pandora soundcloud might no longer be with us by the end of the year um but you gotta think about this pandora is what 17 years old now and they have yet to turn a profit 17 years no profit how is Pandora a company that's invested in? No, I'm just I'm comparing them because Pandora and SoundCloud have both struggled. Okay. So so SoundCloud does implode. It's which is possible. It'll go downhill like Ardio, Groove Shark, Rhapsody, and other ones. Um, but the big thing about SoundCloud is it's given a platform for musicians and podcasters. So the big musician on SoundCloud is Chance the Rapper. He's an unsigned rap artist who recently won an Emmy and he releases all his music on SoundCloud for free. That's a huge thing to do and it really like broadens SoundCloud as a platform. But what I wrote about on Digital Bounds, of course, was um, if SoundCloud goes under, it kind of takes podcasting with it. So podcast podcasters have traditionally uploaded their podcast episodes to SoundCloud. It's been one of the easiest and quickest ways to just get your podcast published. You 
grab the RSS feed, you drop it in iTunes submission form and the Google Play submission form, and you have a podcast hosted on SoundCloud. It takes 10, 15 minutes where uh, other sites uh, force you to set up WordPress sites, they force you to host it on this weird server. There's no easy way to do it if you're not using SoundCloud. So if SoundCloud goes, that means podcasts like um, Recode Decode, um, our podcast, Charge Tech Podcast, all have to find a new place to host their podcast. And the other big thing about SoundCloud Cloud is they have really, really great embeds so you can share that podcast all across the web. So thoughts, guys? What? Didn't you, did you see the thing about Chance the Rapper like saving SoundCloud? Uh, I saw it, but I didn't read it. Read it. I think he like dropped some money into the platform to keep it afloat. That that would make sense. He he's really invested in it because he has all his music on there, yeah. and he wants other young rappers to come up through there. He musicians in general. He wants to come up through there. He wants to really stop music labels being a thing and have just. SoundCloud is a platform to where you become discovered, you can create your own platform, you can create your own like marketing, and you just kind of go and go, and you don't have to worry about anything. And you just make your money through like selling your music on iTunes, and people listen to you on SoundCloud. So, so I feel like this is going to hurt music artists more than podcasting, because yes, SoundCloud makes it easy to publish a podcast, um, but there are other ways to do it. Whereas for music artists, um, it's more of a, like a social network. So you publish your music on there, um, potentially for free downloads and such. And that's also how you get discovered by other people. So like how Chance Rapper was able to get discovered. So I feel like that's really going to hurt music artists more because there is, really is no competition with that. Um, there's no place like maybe um, where's that place? It's like something band dot com. It's like some other place to like post music um obviously i don't know about it so it must not <laughs> no, but that's popular. that's the point right like this is the main social network for music artists and if this goes away a lot of people are not going to be able to get their name out there <laughs> that that is super true it's just because like for podcasting right like even though you publish through soundcloud normally people will still download it um through a podcasting app so it's not really so it's a way to publish, but it's not a way to consume the content. As far as I know, maybe maybe a lot of people listen through SoundCloud. I don't know. So you're saying that SoundCloud is more of a just a publishing platform, and most people don't listen to it on there. Right, people will just listen elsewhere. For podcasting, or do you mean music? For podcasting, but for music, that's that's a different story because they will listen on SoundCloud. Well, yeah. I understand that a lot of podcasts don't get their listens from SoundCloud, but they are like the back end for most podcasts. Like that that's the thing that I'm saying. Like SoundCloud goes under everyone has to go find a new host for their podcast. That means the amateurs are gonna jump out and go, This is way too complicated and then everyone else is gonna go this is just a, a pain in the butt, and sooner or later, less and less podcasts are going to be out, which means less listeners. The only caveat I have, though, one second, the only caveat is uh, Anchor is becoming a, a really big thing right now, so they could save 
safe podcasting if they offer like a paid plan yeah this is a huge um huge opportunity for anchor because if they offer a paid plan remove like the anchor advertisement blurb at the beginning and end of the episodes um and i don't know just offer more like podcasting tools already have stats which is nice Uh, but this is totally um their opportunity to just grab all the soundcloud podcasters um but like as far as podcasting goes like even let's say anchor doesn't do that um you still retain your audience you just have to find a new host it's like i don't find like yes you might have to start paying money but overall like it's just a little bit more effort i don't think it's that hard i don't think it's as hard as like setting up a blog which even then we have sites like medium and like wordpress.com to do it well soundcloud does charge to host podcasts and other music you have like a limit of how many hours you can upload so i think it's like an hour or two hours or something and then they charge you like 99 dollars a month to have unlimited uploads oh okay but is but before that is it free Yes, it's like two hours free that you can upload. Okay. I don't know. I feel like people can just find hosts. It's just less popular. So I don't know. Yeah, I feel like you remember how podcasts became really popular back in the day. Engadget had their own podcast. They phased it out, and that was kind of like the downhill fall of podcasting. Serial came, and that was like the uphill. And right now we're plateauing, and I feel like it's gonna go down now. I don't think it'll drop off um, completely. I think there will be a slight dip, but I don't think... Because podcasting is still going to be cool. Like, it's not SoundCloud that's, like, like pushing that to be cool. It's just enabling people to make podcasts. But the whole idea of podcasting, like, everyone is listening to them now. People are not going to suddenly stop listening. Unless they're using the SoundCloud app to listen to it. No, but there will be less podcasts for them to listen to. And then sooner or later, they'll kind of, like, phase out... Like, even Android Authority is, like, shutting down their podcast. I think it's starting. Oh, purely from this from this uh, SoundCloud thing? No, not purely from this, but I think it's, just, it's like, an antithetical. Like, I'm just pulling this out of my ass, but Android Authority is phasing out their podcast. I've seen other podcasters say we're throwing in the towel, and now SoundCloud says, well, SoundCloud might go away. I think more people will throw in the towel. And which in turn means less people listening to podcasts. It's like a snowball effect, pretty much. Yes. Um, Do you want to talk about this Google AI and the landscape for the Street View? Explain it to me. I actually didn't really read this story. (laughs) I know a little bit. I'll give you the like 10 second overview real quick. Um, Google like takes photos of the whole world. They, They call it Street View. You can see it on Google Maps, Google Earth. What they're doing, though, is using an AI to create landscape photos, like realistic, you know, like beautiful landscape photos that you would normally get if you, like, climb the mountain, set up your tripod, and got the perfect photo of, like, the lake and the sunset or the sunrise. And Google's doing it with their AI with Google Street View. I think it's pretty cool. Um, It's also, like... To the quality of a professional photo editor right yeah it, it's super high quality it's super good so i just thought it was really cool other than that like, i didn't really care yeah it's not really a, a big news story i just think it's the um, the tech behind it like what's possible with ai now i think it's really cool yes 
personal topics. I want to talk about Ethereum because it is just tanking. It's yeah. stressing me out, guys. <laughs> it's supposed to get down to 120, apparently. No way. Should I put more money in it, Kyle? I mean, might as well, right? It's 143 right now. It was down to 135 a little while ago. I would wait for it to go down again. Looks like everything is dropping, actually. Because Bitcoin yeah. is at 1,800. Litecoin is at 37. Whoa, it's at 1,800. It dipped below 2,000 for the yeah. first time in, like, man, yeah, it's been a while. Down 116 since yesterday. The, it dipped below... T it went above 2,000 in May. Yeah, in May. And it's finally dipping now. So maybe the bubble is bursting? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's just a correction. It'll be back up. What do you mean by a correction? Like, uh, when the market just gets like so saturated, it like goes down, and people sell and buy, and then it like corrects itself to the price it's supposed to be at. Okay. That's which means mean. it'll eventually just go back up. Well, Bitcoin has done this multiple times. They peaked in like 2013 at like $800 dipped all the way down to like 400 and then slowly climbed to the $3,000 so we're gonna I'm gonna watch it I have a 0.4796 ethereum which is $72 I bought it at like I think I I put in $100 so I bought it at like 190 I think so I've lost money but hopefully over the next like few days I'll put another hundred or two hundred dollars in and then just kind of ride it out I'm I still sad now, maybe you can wait like a couple more days but I feel like now is the good time to to buy low yeah because it will go up later on I'd like to put like a thousand dollars in but I'm I'm worried <laughs> like because how the IRS considers um Cryptocurrency, they consider it a property. So when you buy and sell, when you sell and you make a profit, it's considered a sell of a property. So you made money. Well, it's, it's a just capital gains uh, tax. yeah, it's capital gains, but you have to make above a certain amount for it to actually be taxed, and that amount uh, is really high. Well, yeah, but I'll make that throughout the year. I mean, it's like it's is like it a per, lot of money per sell. It's it like sell, over like it's like twenty thousand dollars or something that you have to make on it to be taxed okay i'll have to double check on it then because i know somebody told me about capital gains and to watch it uh kyle you have no news no personal news uh sunny your personal news uh just gonna plug my anchor again so anchor.fm slash sunny sing i've been anchoring like uh three times a week now so been enjoying it i really like it um i like how like structured you have it yeah and I just it's really fun to listen to and get to hear you all week yeah like some of it's pretty casual but I've kind of because like my commutes are 30 minutes and I do like between 5 to 15 minutes of an episode so like about half of that I'm just trying to like think in my head what to say like all the points I'm gonna make so it's kind of structured kind of uh, scripted but like I'm all doing it in the car so I'm not wasting any time outside of that very productive use of your time, Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Uh, so that's all the news for this week. We've stayed on schedule. This is like the third week. This is episode 40. So we're doing very, very well. Um, if you guys like this, go on iTunes. 
rate us six stars. I know it's only five, but give us six. Um, share this with your friends, family, enemies. We'd really appreciate it. If you guys want to talk to us, we're Digital Bounds on Twitter. Um, Sunny is Sunny Sing IO on Twitter. Kyle is designed by Kyle, right? Okay. And I'm Leon Hitchens on Twitter. So you guys can hit us up there, talk about the news, um, say how much you love Sunny's anchor, tell Kyle to find some personal news to talk about, and overall, that's it. Uh, is that it? Yep. Okay. Yes.